everybody, and welcome to From Plum Creek with Love, a little house on the Prairie podcast. I'm your host, John Hernandez. I know it sounds strange to talk about spoilers on a TV series that is multiple decades old, and I will confess the books that I have read prior to working on this podcast did mention a few things here and there. And I'm okay with that. They're not going through it episode by episode. Actually, Melissa Sue Anderson's book was a little like that. But in each of those cases, I purchased the book. I made a decision to go ahead and accept the fact if I read anything about the TV series in here, it's fair game, but also most likely to be forgotten. However, not too long ago, I opened up my main news feed and there, in bold text, was a headline with the mention of the episode Sylvia. And of course, there's a sentence or two underneath that. You can mention a lot about an episode in one or two sentences. And unfortunately, this is not the first time an incident like this has occurred in regards to a television series. But in most of those other cases, it was something very current. However, plenty of episodes between here and Sylvia, so plenty of things to discover for the very first time. Fingers crossed, spoiler free. And with that being said, let's get started on today's recap. Today's episode is entitled The Cheaters and debuted on November 20th, 1978. The episode was written by Arthur Heineman and directed by William F. Claxton. We open up on a busy day in downtown Walnut Grove. A wagon passes through town. For some reason, we get ominous music as the camera scrolls over to the school. And inside, Alice Garvey, who for the remaining of this episode will be referred to as Allie G, is passing back graded test papers. P.S. Andy Garvey is now sitting next to Nellie Olson. Andy Garvey receives his paper last from a bewildered-looking Ally G. It is covered in red marking, and it's labeled with a D. In the moment, Willie Olson shares his F-. minus. Is that a thing? And Laura shares her B-. minus. Allie G calls attention to the front of the room and does a quick special shout-out for Albert for getting the highest grade. All gold stars! I guess Albert's on a different grading scale. Nellie Olson, sitting behind Albert, is looking her usual self, displeased, and raises her hand to hear if her work was outstanding too. Allie G to keep the peace, agrees it was outstanding work. And a quick topic change reveals the students in grades four and up will now be having daily tests. This news is greeted by a bunch of boos from the class. Allie G states, this is all for your own good. The grades will also be posted publicly. Willie Olson, rightfully so, raises his hand and inquires, why? He's told it's to help track the progress of everyone from class. From the couch, I raise my own hand and inquire also, why? 
Willie Olson doesn't hold back by stating having his grades displayed will show everyone how dumb I am. Allie G, keeping a straight face, you're not dumb, you're just lazy. Again, I think Willie Olson just needs vocational school. In the same breath, Allie G also manages to call out her son Andy without actually calling him out. We're informed all of this test preparation is for the end of year exam. You know, since it was just summertime in the previous episode, we're also informed that the end of year exam will determine if the student will be promoted to the next grade or left back. Her words, not mine. Myself, I would have said, repeat the current grade. Allie G, as a teacher, reminds me of Mary as a teacher. Andy is told to stay after class when everyone is dismissed. Allie G, with her teacher cap on, then also places her mom cap on. Your work is awful. What's happening to you? Andy then states, I'm still traumatized by that tongue-waggling vagrant from the previous episode. Just kidding. He states, you see me at home studying? She calls him out. I see you pull out the books and open them. But then your eyes and your mind start to wander. You need to apply yourself. She then compares him to Albert and how he needs to study more. She then sends Andy home with the instructions to complete his homework before any play or chores. She also manages to correct his grammar before he leaves as well. Andy, annoyed on his walk home from school, mimics his mom. As a son of a teacher, you must set an example for others. She's always picking on me. Laura then tells him, well, she only wants what's best. So maybe you should study a little more. Andy tells Laura, you sound like my mother. At which point, Albert opens his mouth to agree with Laura. And Andy has had enough and tells Albert to shut up before he shoves his friend to the ground. Who asked you for your two cents? Andy looks like he is ready to throw some punches. But instead, he insults his friend by letting him know, why do you gotta make the rest of us look bad with all your smarts? Laura, stepping between the boys to defuse the situation and tells Andy to cool down. Albert, I don't want to fight. It's time for letting go. Besides, you're my friend. And in a big show of display, Andy announces, not anymore, as he then stomps his way home. Laura, putting her arm around her brother, tells him he'll get lonely soon and over it as well. At the mercantile, Allie G tries to get through the experience cordially. Harriet Olson then takes the time to remind us about the news of these daily tests that will be happening and then suggest an award for the student with the highest marks on the final exam. You know, first place. Allie G, sounding like Caroline, learning is the reward. Harriet Olson, 100% ignoring what was just said, goes on about a blue ribbon that she'll even donate for the person who's in first place. Allie G, putting her foot down, claims, 
I don't like to bribe my students for their efforts. Harriet Olson, digging her heels in, reminds everyone, I'm on the school board, and I want a blue ribbon for a reward. Allie G pays her bill, takes her bag, but not before Harriet Olson brings up Andy Garvey and his own scholastic failings, aka how he's doing so poorly in school. Allie G was almost done with this. However, those are fighting words for Allie G, and she opens her mouth to stay. Well, he didn't do as bad as Willie Olson. And looking directly at Allie G, with a smile, Harriet Olson states, He takes after his father. She then leans in. I do feel sorry for you, my dear. It must be so embarrassing having your son do so badly. This is when Nellie Olson steps out from the parlor. I could tutor him, Mrs. Garvey. Allie G. Oh, I thought you'd have your hands full helping Willie. And without missing this opportunity, Nellie Olson states, Oh, no one can help Willie. He's helpless. Still, Allie G turns down the offer and finally leaves the mercantile. And with Allie G gone, Harriet Olson is surprised by Nellie Olson's offer to help out. Nellie, I'm just trying to be a good neighbor. We find ourselves at the Garvey estate. Jonathan Garvey is busy drying his hands as Allie G storms through the front door. How that woman has managed to stay alive this long, I'll never know. She takes this time to explain to Jonathan Garvey what is going on, which Allie G then claims is actually all true, but it's just in the way she says it. You know, like Nellie saying, country girls. As Allie G is unpacking the groceries, she mentions Nellie's offer to tutor Andy, but she turned it down because she didn't want to give Harriet the satisfaction. And since Allie G is busy being a teacher during school hours and before, as well as being a full-time mom, she has very little me time to help Andy with his studies. And Jonathan, he claims he has no book learning, so he's no good either. His words, not mine. However, it is decided that they'll refrain from a decision until after the first test. And we cut to the results of not only the first test, but the second and third. And Andy's grades are unfortunately going down. Sitting next to Nellie, Andy claims, all I do is bust my butt and I just do awful. Nellie Olson, well, I got 100%. It's easy to do when you know how to study. P.S. As expected, the only other grade lower on the board are Willie's. Allie G. looks up from the desk to stare at her son. I can't tell if it's annoyed or disgust on her face at this time. As the student body is leaving for the day, Albert stops Andy to point out his grade on the blackboard. After two very high grades, a 54 appears in the third box. 
Andy. Whoa, that's worse than mine. Your parents are going to be upset. However, Albert shrugs his shoulders. Eh, maybe. Do you want to go frogging and get this all off our minds? Andy agrees. Later that evening, at the Garvey estate, Allie G is serving up some biscuits to go along with dinner, while also proclaiming what Andy needs are some good study habits. Andy then, unfortunately, suggests Albert, which is, of course, greeted with an immediate no. That's the last person Allie G would have Andy pair up with. The two of you would just go frogging, fishing, and gallivanting around. She then throws a little shade towards Albert. Besides, I wouldn't pair you up with him. His grades are going down. And Allie G finally accepts the fact that she must pair her son up with Nellie Olson. Andy groans aloud, turns to his dad and questions, Do I have to? And Jonathan Garvey, knowing his place in this conversation, keeps his mouth shut and nods his head in agreeance. And before the scene is concluded, Allie G lets us know her true feelings. I won't have you continuing to disgrace me with your grades. Next day, after school, Allie G takes Andy by the hand to the mercantile. And inside, while Nellie Olsen is looking at the dresses, getting ready to listen in, and Harriet Olsen is behind the counter, Allie G swallows her pride and gets to the point. Andy is still not doing well. Oh, I know. Nellie dear told me. Annoyed, Allie G continues, Oh, you must feel proud that she confines in you so much. With a smile and an exhale, Harriet Olsen, so few parents have the trust and confidence of their children as I do. And then Allie G says it. I have to admit, I was... I was... I was wrong. And you were... You were right. In suggesting Nellie tutor Andy and turning her attention to Nellie. Do you mind? Nellie. I don't mind at all. It would give me an opportunity to do God's work. You know, the gifted helping those less gifted. I wonder if Allie G is curling her toes in her shoes at this moment as Harriet and Nellie discuss how happy they are to help Andy. And with that, Nellie Olson takes Andy up to her room to begin studying. And Allie G is left standing there with an expression that could read, What have I just done? And, of course, getting in shade when she can, Harriet Olson starts to cackle, seriously. Oh, look at that! My Nellie teaching the teacher's son. Wicked. And not in that good way. And upstairs in Nellie's room does not hesitate with opening the floodgates. Your mom is so embarrassed by you. And normally, I would not help anyone. 
who wouldn't help themselves. But you're special. Do you want to know how I got all those good grades? Andy speculates. Uh, study? Naturally smart? I don't know. No, I cheat. She doesn't even bother to sugarcoat it. How is the question I ask. Andy wants to know the why. You're smart. Nellie Olson claims smart has nothing to do with it. She then inquires, what's the purpose of remembering all those things they want you to? All it does is clutter your mind. I mean, look at your mom. She takes notes and looks at those while we're in class. So why should she expect us to know more than she does? And Andy does hesitate. But cheating, which he just had this dilemma last episode with Albert. He even says to Albert, taking the road would be cheating. Sadly, in this case, however, Andy has to deal with Nellie Olson, who then delivers an ultimatum. Help me cheat and I'll help you, or go home, and I say, you wouldn't let me help you. Andy, what if I said you cheated? Nellie Olson, batting her eyes. Nobody would believe you. You can't prove anything. She then pulls out Matthew 7 to back up what she's just said. Judge not, lest ye be judged. With a sigh, Andy then pulls up a chair. At school? We are on test number five, and looking at that blackboard, Albert's not doing any better. However, at this time, we get an entire scene of how they do it. Nellie Olson has written the answers on the inside of her jacket. Andy reluctantly retrieves a folded up piece of paper from within his pancuffs and proceeds to keep it concealed in the palm of his hand. At the end of... A day after school, Albert invites Andy to go frogging. Andy, no, I have to go study. As he then turns and follows Nellie Olson into the mercantile. From Laura, we hear, he's just a regular old bookworm now. Shrugging it off, Albert announces he's just going to go frogging by himself. But according to Laura, no, you need to go home and study like Andy. Albert tells Laura to stand back as he leaves to go frogging. That evening at the Garvey estate, Allie G is announcing my son as she finishes grading his next test, which she promptly shares with Jonathan Garvey, who is amazed. One afternoon with Nellie Olson sure makes a difference. P.S. The black leather chair he is currently sitting on seems very out of place in the Garvey house. And he comes out of his room as his parents continue to cheer about his great improvements. How did Nellie teach you? Andy, uh, she says to write things down. Uh, to help you remember. Allie G celebrates and gives Andy the upcoming Saturday free to do whatever he wants. In the moment when Andy asks for us just to go back to his room so he can study some more for the next test. Jonathan Garvey stunned another test as he turns and looks at Allie G. Meanwhile, 
inside his room, Andy's guilt is starting to grow. Next day, the test scores on the board have completely filled out. Allie G announces that there was a 100% in class and also a near-perfect test in the class. And the rest of the class has come along beautifully, even Willie. Allie G stops in front of Albert and even compliments the improvement in his work. Returning to the head of the class, Allie G announces that today is the last day of the test. And it's geography. As the kids moan, Nellie Olson, in a hushed voice, turns to Andy. You have to make a mistake once in a while, or it's suspicious. I believe that's something that would have been better known sooner. As the test commences, Laura takes a moment to think of one of the answers, and that's when she sees Andy doing a poor job of concealing his cheat sheet. Laura, eyes on your own paper, please. Allie G says from behind the desk. Later that day, up in Nellie Olson's room, Andy's there with his book open. Uh, what are you studying for? Andy replies, it makes me feel better. Nellie calls it a waste of time, but I have to wonder, what are you doing with your time, Nellie? And dear listeners, we actually find out. She has been using her time to scheme on how to get the questions for the final exam of the year. And it's also time for Andy to deliver on his side of the deal. Of course, there's an ultimatum. Do it or I'll tell. Besides, you owe me, you know, on how to cheat and ignore your conscience. So just give me those questions. We are back at the Garvey estate and it looks and sounds like another dust storm is coming. But for some reason, it's perfect time for Jonathan Garvey and Ali G to head into town. It's Saturday. As we listen to Andy's excuse for staying home, we also witness Ali G putting her paperwork into the drawer. And when his parents are gone, it's his opportunity to strike. As Andy sits at the table, getting ready to copy down that final exam, the door blows open by the wind. Andy flinches, but doesn't get up to close it. That's when the closed captions announce footsteps approaching. It's Laura. Is that next week's exam? I was wondering how you were getting so smart, but I saw you yesterday. Andy quickly jumps. Did anybody else? She tells him no. Andy comes clean. Nellie Olson got me here. I don't know how. It just happened. He spills his tea of how Nellie Olson taught him how to cheat, and in exchange, he would do a favor. That favor has been called on. He continues, My mom was so ashamed, but now she's proud, and Pa's proud too. But I've never felt so awful. Laura tells him the best thing he could do is confess. The worst is you'll get a licking. Andy says no. Having them be ashamed of me is worse. And then what would happen? As Andy turns his attention back to writing down those questions, Laura, with tears in her eyes, leaves. But not before making a promise to Andy to not tell his mom, Allie G. Cut 
back to school and the amount of kids pouring out today absolutely exceeds the number of seats available inside. Just saying. Oddly, Laura is the last one out. And from atop the stairs, she watches as Nellie Olson inquires about those final questions. When Andy tries to hand them over, she scolds him and tells them to follow her up to her room. Inside Nellie's room, she inquires, Aren't you going to copy him? Andy announces he has his own set at home. He also concludes, This is the last time we'll see one another. Nellie, <laughs> We'll see. Now, go home, Andrew Garvey. Later that night, at the Garvey place, Andy's not studying. He's just getting ready to make his own cheat sheet. But he struggles to stay focused. Cut to school day. That blue ribbon is up on the board. And Laura catches Andy, cheating again. Andy feels eyes on him and looks over at Laura, who is once again focused on her test. At the end of the day, Laura's the last one out of school again. Strange and slowly follows Albert and Carrie home. And finally, 30 minutes into this episode, Charles shows up. He's back at Plum Creek, mending a door. Albert's the first one to be greeted by Charles, who inquires how he did on his test today. We get an average from Albert, as he then rushes inside to change clothes to come back outside and help. He repeats the question to Laura and Carrie. Carrie, I did just fine. Laura, you didn't take the test. And Carrie, surprisingly, well, that means I couldn't have done bad. She heads inside to change as well. When Charles finally asks Half Pint how she did, she states, I don't care anymore. Albert's afraid of doing well on the test because he won't be popular. Charles, huh? What? That's nonsense. I'll have a talk with him later. And then Laura moves on. Well, I wish someone would talk to Andy. His grades have never been higher, and that's the problem. However, she reminds us of that promise she made not to tell Allie G. Or Jonathan Garvey. Charles, well, he didn't promise not to tell me. Before Laura answers, she says, Well, do you promise not to tell his mom, Pa? We get a depends from Charles, and that's when Laura spills the tea on Andy and Nellie Olson. And from Charles, we get, I'm going to finish the store and then take Andy fishing. And at Plum Creek, right outside the house, Charles comments on the sound of frogs surrounding Andy and himself. He then begins a story about how he was young and he used to go night swimming, night frogging, but he would have to sneak out late at night to do so. You know, break the rules. One time I stayed out all night and I climbed back into bed at sunrise and my parents were none the wiser. Charles is such a rebel. Charles continues, but that's not the only time I've cheated as a kid. I used to play hooky and I also used to practice my mom's handwriting and write my own notes of excusal. It was fun, but I did get a guilty conscience. And eventually, I just confessed. I got a whipping to remember, but it felt good 
because it cleared my conscience. Andy, um, I'm gonna go, but thanks. We cut to another day. Harriet Olsen is arriving at the school. Again, trying to make that orange hat and green dress combo work. Still not. She's there to hear the news of who got top grade for the first part of the final exam. And the results are two perfect papers. It's a tie. But again, no surprise, it's Nellie Olson and Andy Garvey. As the class applauds, Laura and Andy are the only two not. And up from that applause, Andy stands up and confesses to cheating. All of the cheating. He then proceeds to sit down and lower his head. Laura, over to the side, starts to smile. However, Nellie Olson, Albert, and Allie G all have different expressions about this current situation. As the class is dismissed, Laura stops, puts her hand on Andy's shoulder, and tells him how proud she is of him. Harriet Olson makes her way to the front of the class and leans forward to talk to Allie G. What a disgrace. I'm so sorry for you. I can only imagine the shame you must be feeling. She then takes Nellie Olson, who looks like she's ready to murder Andy if he name drops her, home to study. Allie G at her desk. Why'd you do it? I don't know, Andy exclaims. You don't know or you don't want to tell me. That's when Laura steps in. I know why. And Laura explains how it is Nellie Olson's fault. She showed him how to cheat and then forced him to steal questions of the final exam. We cut to later that evening at the Garvey estate. The parents are coming out of their bedroom and with not exactly smiles on their faces, but not exactly frows on their brows, tell Andy it takes a lot of courage to confess. And when Andy inquires about punishment, he's told that they've postponed it because the parents feel responsible for this predicament as well. One, as a mother and a teacher, I might have been expecting too much. Two, it was our fault placing you with Nellie Olson. Andy swears to never cheat again and is told that if he ever has a problem, come talk to the parents about it. But this is when Andy does have the most crushing question to ask. What do you think of me now? Jonathan Garvey makes his way over to his son. We love you, boy. Nothing's going to change that. Everybody makes mistakes. However, we can't abide lying and cheating. Calmly, Jonathan Garvey says we better make our trip out to the barn. Andy, with a smile, nods. As the Garvey men are heading out, Allie G, do you have to? And Andy, don't worry. I think this is going to make me feel better. Back over at Plum Creek, it's late. Charles has invited Albert out for a walk. And Albert, this kid catches on quick. So what is it you want to talk about with me? You don't invite somebody outside to the barn and then just start talking about how the air smells. The conversation turns to Albert's grades. 
and his thoughts about cheating. And this is when Charles barks, you're cheating as well. All parents ask of their kids is to do the best they can. And for you to not use your ability, the brain that you were given, well, you're just cheating as well. There's a sorry from Albert. Charles continues, there are more important things in life than being popular. Being true to yourself is. This is when Charles turns that scowl upside down and tells Albert to get inside and get to studying. It is the morning of the final exam. Nellie Olson is coming to the school with her jacket full of answers. Good morning, Mrs. Garvey. Allie G smiles. Good morning. She is ready to get this test on. She hands the test over to Laura to pass them out, makes the announcement she'll grade the test during the lunch break, and whew, it is getting hot in this room. It's uncomfortable. She heads over to one of the windows and opens it. Nellie Olson, you look so hot in that jacket. Nellie Olson claims, no, I'm fine. Upon further inspection, however, Allie G states, ooh, you are even perspiring. I can tell when someone's uncomfortable. Now take off that jacket. In fact, she has Nellie stand up and she forcibly removes the coat from Nellie. And with a smile, Allie G states, Now let's begin, and good luck to you all. It's lunch break. Outside, Laura, Andy, and Albert approach Nellie Olson. What's the matter? Not hungry, Nellie? Nellie, you lied. You told your mother. Stepping forward, Laura, no he didn't. I did. They all head inside. Harriet Olson arrives in time to pick up Nellie and take her indoors as well. And well, Allie G then announces that everyone did exceptionally well and one person got a perfect score. And it was Albert Ingalls. And walking up, receiving that blue ribbon, Harriet Olson is shocked and picks up Nellie Olson's paper. From behind her desk, Allie G announces everyone's been promoted to the next level and they can now have the rest of the day off. The student body cheers and heads on out as they are dismissed. When the classroom is empty, Harriet Olson takes that test up to Allie G. I believe you scored this incorrectly. Allie G, you can double check the answers yourself. They're inside Nellie's jacket. It's the same one she wore every test day. Have a nice day. Harriet Olson picks up Nellie's coat off the table, opens it up, and her mouth drops as she sees those answers written on the inside. And part of me wonders, is she mad that Nellie wrote on her clothes, ruining them? She then immediately crumples the jacket and buries it under her arm and starts yelling at Nellie to get home. As Nellie Olson runs outside, Harriet Olson follows in pursuit and decides to use that jacket to whip Nellie Olson's backside while witnessed by the entire student body as they run back to the mercantile. How embarrassing. All right, let's just get right into reviewing and rating this episode. I believe 
I'm not alone in regards to how frustrating it was watching this episode. And it had nothing to do with the actual cheating that occurred in the episode. What really bothered me the most was everyone's answer to Andy's problem was he had to study harder. Try harder. Study harder. Clearly, this method is not working for him. And no one seems to identify that. What I'm getting at is not all students learn the same way. And yes, albeit this is 1880-something, and different teaching styles were probably not widely explored, practiced, out on the prairie. So perhaps there is a reason why Andy isn't learning the information, and it has nothing to do with Andy. And growing up, I did come from one of those financially restricted families, low income, so this whole idea of hearing classmates being paid for grades always blew my mind. And although I never saw a dime, and I did put the effort in, I have to admit, but it all stems from an incident from my own childhood. And I can't recall, but I might have mentioned it way back in season one during any of the episodes that involved reading and spelling. Looking at you, Laura. Looking at you, Abel McKay. In second grade, I purchased my first cassette tape, Madonna's True Blue, and that thing played on a loop. So much so that my parents eventually used that as a bargaining chip, incentive slash threat. As a younger student, I, perhaps like many, did not enjoy spelling, and thus came home with less than satisfactory grades on the weekly spelling test. And so my parents decided, and upon receiving the next less than satisfactory grade, according to them, um, I would lose my Madonna privileges. I called their bluff, and I also learned a lesson. And sadly, for two weeks, I was without Madonna. So through this slight bribery, I learned a little bit more about that feeling of accomplishment from getting a good score on a test. But I will admit this, after years of being in school, I'm just a lousy test taker in general. Give me a project any day, as long as it's not a group project. But what I learned back then to help me as a student to be somewhat prepared for these upcoming tests was to also write it down. Which is something Laura could have shared with Andy because it was something she had learned from Miss Beetle and Caroline. And those two teachers had a solution or at least a recommendation for their students who were struggling. But what does Allie G offer? She offers the phrase, try harder. Normally, I am an Allie G fan, but here, I'm having to take a few deep breaths. And sadly, in the end, it's Nellie Olson who tells Andy to write things down. And who knows? By writing down those answers, he might have retained some more information. So sadly, Andy also kind of never gave himself a shot after writing down those notes. So what I'm really just getting to is I just, ugh. Allie G is not the teacher Walnut Grove needs. I mean, I can't even imagine Miss Beetle doing something such as writing everyone's test grades 
out on the board for everyone to see. I think she would have a little more tact than that. And really, from the very beginning, would Andy have expected from his mom if he did come home with the news that Nellie Olsen tried to help him, but he simply refused? I mean, I guess the worst thing is they're going to force him to go hang out with Nellie Olsen again? Like, or would they give him a whipping for not following parental instructions? And clearly, Allie G is not that observant if she is doing these tests consecutive days and Nellie Olsen is wearing the same jacket every day. Nellie Olsen is the type of prairie girl who would not wear the same outfit throughout the week. Oh, yeah, Allie G is not paying attention to her students. But one thing we should pay attention to is this week's Little House moment, which goes to Nellie Olsen doing what she does best, being her worst. Taking Andy up into the snake pit den, her room. As an audience, we all knew Nellie had something else on her mind. Allie G had no idea. And up in that room, she does not hesitate to tell everything and immediately get Andy involved. As always, going out of her way just to be a rotten person. And of course, I'm here for it. Like I said, she's her best when she's at her worst. Think back to the music box, the talking machine, bunny, and of course, town party, country party. When she's the worst, we just love her so much. And yes, of course, there's retribution on her in the end, which is also good. And with that, let's finally get to rating this episode. I, like I said, spent a lot of this episode being frustrated with Allie G. As a teacher, what she's saying is, Andy is lazy, and as a parent and teacher, the best she can offer is to tell him to try harder. Then as a parent and a spouse, she blames her husband for being a bad influence because of his own education, or lack thereof, which we found out about last episode. Andy might actually enjoy school, even though we've heard him talk about his great dislike for it. But again, maybe it's because the way he learns is not exactly the way or a way that's being taught. One example that mainly comes to mind is online schooling that happened. We're well aware everyone got thrown into it. Everyone had a learning curve. And while some students who thrived in classrooms started to do poorly, there are some students who did poorly in their classrooms that were just now blossoming. So it's not Andy needing to try harder. It's somebody needs to try harder to find the way that Andy learns best. And yes, I am looking at you, Allie G. What's that thing Charles corrected Harriet Olsen on? Pride goeth before the fall? Allie G's own behavior is really what drove Andy to this incident. So, yeah, normally I'm an Allie G fan, but not today. Oh, and again, just as a reminder, don't you remember last episode? It was summertime, and in this episode, we're told it's the end of the school year. I wonder what their school year is like. And that's why we are going to give this episode the Cheaters. A 3.75 bonnet rating. I'm all for education, but not all the tactics that were used in this episode. 
And so those are just some of my thoughts and feelings about this episode. And of course, I wouldn't mind hearing any thoughts or feelings you have about this episode or any previous episode or season. From Plum Creek with Love at gmail.com, as well as Instagram. Available on nine different platforms and not entirely completely aware of all of which of them you can leave a rating or review other than Spotify and Apple Podcast. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of From Plum Creek with Love, a little house on the prairie podcast. I'm your host, John Hernandez, and until next time, take care. Yeah.